Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. This is your host, Martha Tyler. And this week, we are going to be talking with the travel nanny, Bree Johnson. Hello, Bree. Hi, I'm so happy you're having me on. I am so excited to have you on. Um, I've like seen your posts and stuff, and obviously I read the the write up about you. Um, but I've seen your posts and stuff in the nanny groups, and I just love the energy that you bring to the nanny community. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, so before we get started, uh. I guess actually this whole episode is kind of going to be talking about you as a nanny, but I would love to hear your nanny journey. So like, how did you start in nannying and, and where are you now? Sure. Um, so I actually started nannying, um, when I was 18 years old. So I would, prior to that, I was working in a day camp and one of the following summers, the family asked if I would be their nanny um, for their youngest instead of going to the day camp. So they offered me a little bit more money. And I, of course, went right to nannying. And I started with a sweet 18-month-old. And I was like, wow, this is really, you know, it's, it's not really hard work. I really enjoy it. Um, and so ever since then, I've been nannying. You know, I started off making $500 a month, actually. Wow. Um, And then I went off to college and kind of worked with, you know, a bunch of different part-time families and summer families and things like that. Um, But yeah, I pretty much have been nannying ever since. So I started, yeah, really low wage kind of nanny role and then kind of worked my way up to minimum wage and things like that. Um, But yeah, I've kind of worked with a wide variety of families and uh, I've really enjoyed it over the years. Yeah, that's awesome. I, um, I have directed a summer theater camp and it is wild like summer camps are just wild (laughs) oh yes they really are like and so much fun like I love that feeling of chaos but yeah I can I can imagine having gone from that (laughs) to like one family with a 18 month old being like oh all right yeah, you know, I think I had about 30 kids that were in the four to six age range. And then I went to one child and I was like, wow, this is, 
this is nice, you know? Um, and, you know, having less of a schedule and things to follow, you know, camp, you really have to stick to those schedules um, to get everything done. But it was really nice to be able to kind of mold the day how I like and what's best for the child when I started nannying. Yeah. Yeah. And so then uh, you were, you were just based in Georgia, right? So I started nannying in Minnesota. That's oh, where I Minnesota. grew up. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so that's where I grew up. And then I moved oh, to Georgia. I to, yeah. I went to, I moved to Georgia. I went to college. I went to Spelman college um, where I got my degree, but um, that's kind of where I really kicked off my nanny career with like a bunch of different families. Um, you know, it was really kind of a nice job to piece together uh, when you have classes and things, because so many people need before school and after school nannies. But also, those are really hard to find because a lot of people don't want to do it. But for college students, it's like it's perfect because it can work around your classes. Yeah, that does work really well. Um, and I can imagine, yeah, just that match made in heaven of like, and that um, I also, when I first started nannying, I did more like the quilt schedule of like multiple mm -hmm. families and running around and um it is it's so interesting and you and I were kind of chatting before um we hit record about um I was like you you seem to take on a lot of families and like move around a lot and I mm -hmm. I asked you about um if you felt like you were burnt out at all so yeah I'm curious about because you still like work with a lot of multiple families right Mm -hmm. I do. I do. Um, you know, and it's kind of sometimes it's shocking to me that I'm actually not burnt out. Um, and even in college, you know, I had like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday family, a Tuesday, Thursday family, a weekend babysitting family, um, summer families, things like that. But, you know, I really just enjoy kind of bouncing around and like helping all these different families out because I feel like there's kind of never a moment of boredom. Like I've honestly never worked a nanny job where it's just like nine to five or 10 to six with the same kids all day. I've like never done it. <laughs> so yeah. For me, it's just, it's, it started my nanny career off like that. And so I'm completely used to it now. Yeah, exactly. Um, so one of your most well-known things as a nanny is that, um, who was it? CNBC? Yes, yes. Yeah, so CNBC interviewed you about being a 29-year-old nanny earning $175,000 a year, which is just like, I, I felt like so many people in the nanny community, and, and myself included, like read that and was like, wow, like that's amazing. Um, <laughs> and just... Like it really, cause I got, I saw it be shared around even not in the nanny communities. Um, and it gave so much like clout and, um, like people who, who often say to nannies, like, that's not a real job. Um, right. I feel like a lot of people were like sharing that article and being like, not a real job. Look at this. Like booyah <laughs> like oh yes yeah so I'm curious about like you because you started out making like you were saying kind of like below minimum wage right yeah about a dollar 25 an hour actually. yeah yeah and so I just love that like that through your career like you've really like come into knowing your worth, which I feel like most nannies have to make that journey 
everyone individually. And I know, like I have felt this, um, and I, I think it's pretty common, especially for women and those who identify as women, like to worry about asking for more money. Oh, yes. Yes. That's definitely a problem. I think, you know, just as women in general and especially in the nanny career. Um, and, you know, I can't lie and say that it was easy for me. Honestly, it was, ter- <laughs> it was terrifying. Yeah. It was completely terrifying. Um, you know, prior to that, I used to get so nervous talking about money that like if, a, you know, if someone offered me a job and it was below what I wanted, like I couldn't even communicate that. I would just yeah. not answer like at all. <laughs> you know, honestly, I just wouldn't answer at all. Like no response. Really the most immature thing, honestly. Um, but, you know, I think eventually I was kind of just like, if I'm going to be doing this and like taking these, you know, not necessarily difficult jobs, but just, you know, varied schedule with travel and all of these things. Like I want to be really well compensated for it because honestly, if not, you know, I could pick an easier job and just, you know, stay where I'm at, no travel, things like that. And just kind of get like a, you know, a regular salary. Um, And so I think, you know, it, it definitely showed a lot of people like what nannies can make and, you know, what the jobs are out there, especially in the finance community. People always look at nannying as something like very low wage. And, you know, (laughs) even when I would post, people would be like, oh, you know, just start saving a couple dollars a week. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah. You know, but people just assume like, yeah, just start saving a couple dollars a week. You know, I know your salary isn't the greatest. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) But I was really glad the article is kind of able to shed light that, well, of course, not all nannies make that and most don't, but it is possible. Right. Right. And, and that like, because you, you did take on a job that's, you work like a week on and then a week off. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then you travel back and forth between Georgia, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, And so, yeah, I think that that is like, that's taking on so much more uh, of of you scheduling and also like for the week on, are you just like on kind of around the clock? Um, so luckily, no, um, in New York, it's generally, it's like a 12 hour, 12 to 15 hour day. Um, but definitely it can be longer hours and they travel and things like that. And, you know, usually I will change the schedule to be, you know, whatever they need it to be really do make myself available for their needs. Um, and same with the family in Atlanta, if there's trips and things that they need me to be available for, like I've canceled my own vacations. I've canceled trips. I've taken PTO to accommodate. Um, so, you know, I really do put my all into it and in offering that ultimate flexibility. And I think that's why I was kind of able to get the wage that I wanted is because like, I guarantee that they're going to have somebody available. Even if my other nanny isn't available, like I will be there. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm curious about, so for the family in New York, is there, is you're working with another nanny and then also yes. with the family in Georgia? Yes. Yes. So the family in Georgia, I was with, oh my gosh, it'll be five years this summer, actually. Oh, wow. um, yeah. And so the hours for them were kind of tapering down, but I just love the kids, love the family. Mm-hmm. Couldn't let go. They ended up having a third baby. And I was like, all right, well, we have to make this work now. 
So I found them a second nanny. Um, and it, with the New York family, the hours were just really long. When I was hired, it was Monday through Friday, um, just for an eight hour day. <laughs> it quickly turned into Monday through Friday, 12 hours a day. And then weekends, you know, they were like, oh, it's kind of nice to have you around on the weekends too. And I was like, all right, well, let's, let's get a second nanny in here. Um, you know, sometimes it can be really hard to keep weekend nannies. So that's why I suggested to them that we do that schedule. Um, Cause of course it was convenient for me because I have friends and family in back in Georgia, but also it's convenient for them and that we, you know, can make the schedule how we want to make it without somebody only being available on the weekends, uh, which is nice. Yeah, that is, that is very nice. Um, Cause yeah, I would think it would be I don't know. I wouldn't want to be a weekend nanny. That doesn't sound. (laughs) No, most people, they do it a little while to make some money, you know, but ultimately I feel like a lot of people don't want to do it long-term. And for me, the big thing was like splitting up the travel. So, you know, if we're coming back off of a 20 day vacation on a Tuesday, like I want somebody that can like take over and start, you know, so that I can take some time off to like recover Um, And I was like, okay, if we have a weekend nanny and we come back on a Monday or Tuesday, like I would still have to go to work and work all the way until Friday. So that's why I was like, we really need someone with a little more flexibility. Yeah, that is such a good point. And then I am curious about, so like COVID hits and you are a travel nanny, like you travel between these two states. Like, how did that, how did that work out? So, you know, funny enough, um, I was taking my PTO actually, and I went to Japan um, to help out, um, to help out a family. Um, so I was in New York and they were like, Oh, you know, we're not sure you should go. And I was like, well, I already committed to help, you know, this family in Japan, my flight is booked. It should be fine. And it wasn't, (laughs) I was supposed to be there a month, you know, that, the government said they're closing their board, the borders. And I was like, okay, I have to fly back to the U S and by that time, the family I was working for, they fled to their country home. Mm. Um, and they like, were not seeing anyone, um, understandably. So, so I stayed in Atlanta and they, uh, are still kind of quarantined actually. Um, so yeah, that, that was kind of where we at. So it, it really ended for a long time. Um, you know, and they paid me for quite a while, but then after that, I was like, I'm going to start taking other jobs. Um, because, you know, like ultimately if they were like, Hey, we need you back tomorrow, I might be (laughs) committed to something else. So, um, but you know, they paid me for a really long time, which was really amazing. And um, and I was still able to work in Atlanta kind of helping them because the schools closed down. So I was kind of the homeschool teacher now. Right. Yes. So that family that you've been with for so long, you were able to continue to be in their lives for even longer. That's wonderful. That's really wonderful. Um, yeah. So I'm also curious about, cause, um, you mentioned like you, you call yourself the travel nanny and like you mentioned that you do these like travel gigs. I'm curious about how you find those and, and tell me more about what those are like. Cause I've never done that. Sure. So, you know, usually I find them kind of through referrals, especially my Atlanta family, um, all her friends, <laughs> She's like, okay, if you need a nanny, my nanny's available. Um, Cause she knows I like to travel. So like when her friends, uh, when they get signed to a new team or something like that, um, family work for the dad played in the NFL. So when they get signed for a new team, I might come out and like help with that transition while they're interviewing and hiring. 
Um, even with a job in Japan, um, one of the family members had gotten signed to a baseball team there. So I was able to help and kind of, you know, get them settled and get the kids enrolled in school and things like that. Um, so, you know, that's, you know, that's usually how it works. Um, sometimes it's also through agencies. If the dates work well and they're like, hey, we need somebody to go to Costa Rica for a week. I'm like, okay, do I have that week off? Like that works for me. And, it, you know, it's really flexible because the Atlanta family that I work with, their kids are older right. um, and they have another nanny too. So when I come back on my week, it's like, it's technically another week on, but it's also really flexible in that they don't necessarily need me. So if I want to go take a travel nanny gig or do something like that, it's totally fine because the kids are in school and they have another nanny. Yeah, that makes total sense. And like, what a what a fun way to see different places too around the world because when you are working as a travel nanny you still have time off right <laughs> sometimes sometimes you know it really depends some you know some families you know the kids are older and so like they'll take their kids and I'll have you know like evenings off or they go to the kids club especially pre-COVID you know some hotels like Four Seasons and the Ritz they have like kids clubs that you can send the kids to during the day and that's great because I get time off um, okay. <laughs> um but other times nope I have uh, not had much time off I remember being in Hawaii and um I got into the ocean for 20 minutes on my 30 minute break <laughs> Oh my god! And I was there for like ten days. Wow. So, you know, I, you know, sometimes people are like, "Oh my gosh, it must be like amazing." And I'm like, you know, it is. Sometimes it really is. Sometimes I like get to go on these excursions and things, or like meeting up with other nannies internationally at night. It's really nice. And then other times it's twenty four seven. And like, I, I went to Chicago and I didn't leave the hotel room for eight days. Oh. And so it's, it's like, you know, so it's kind of hit or miss. But I, you know, either way, I really enjoy it, kind of switching up and things like that. But there's definitely good trips, and then there's just trips that are a little, a little bit harder. Yeah. Well, next time if you come to Chicago and you do get to leave the hotel, hit me up because I would love to go grab a drink or coffee with you. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, that is, that's so interesting. And when you're like negotiating these, do you, is that part of the negotiation of like, I'll have evenings off. So it's like a little less pay or is it, is that not necessarily part, like you kind of get there and find out, <laughs> or is it sometimes one way and sometimes another? You know, sometimes it's one way and sometimes it's another. For me, you know, I really try to put myself out as like the ultimate flexible nanny. And so I know a lot of people do negotiate specific days off, times off. But for me, I'm just like, if I get it, it's great. If I don't, I don't. But usually that's why I try to, you know, go hourly with like my guaranteed minimum. That way, if I, you know, work more, <laughs> I'm compensated for it. You know, especially if I'm like around the clock 24 seven. Um, but then if I don't, it's just kind of a nice bonus that I'll have, you know, a day off or an evening off or things like that. So you know, it's nice. A lot of families, especially with older kids, you know, I will get the evenings and things off, but often I'm so tired that I go yeah. to sleep. So it's like, if I get off at 8 PM, you know, and I might not have to be back until 8 AM the next day. It's like, I'm so exhausted. I'm in a new city. It's dark. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to bed. So that yeah. makes it a little hard. The Furry Princess, a tale about a princess with a tail. This children's book follows Princess Sasha 
a tiger about to receive her royal tiara as she makes new friends and finds self-confidence by learning ballet. Follow Sasha on her journey to become the Furry Princess. Available for purchase at thefurryprincess.com. I'm also curious because you mentioned before that when it came to like any sort of negotiation and stuff, you would just like shut down or be like, I'm not even going to respond. I'm curious what that change was for you. Like what, where did you find that within yourself? Or like, was there a resource that helped you with that? Being able to be like, you know what? I am going to negotiate. Sure. Um, you know, I'd say it's definitely a combination of things. So, um, like I talked about in my article too, I think therapy is like a great resource. So honestly, I was working with her on how to say no, like properly. And I think, you know, that is something that a lot of nannies we're, we're caregivers. We like to care and put, you know, put the children first, put the families first, but you know, in the end, like that can also have like a negative effect on our career goals when it comes to like getting raises or getting new jobs or turning down roles that we know aren't a good fit, but we're like, Oh, you know, maybe it'll be okay. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, my therapist really helped me like working on that. And then I think also just kind of the nanny communities in general, people were talking about all of these different benefits and things that they had. And people were like, you know, asking for rent stipends and, you know, transportation costs and things. I was like, I have never heard of that in my life. You know, I'm not scared to ask for PTO days. But <laughs> people are saying standard. And I was like, okay, like I could ask for this. And like, you know, setting boundaries and things. I learned so much in the nanny community. Like my first like real nanny job through an agency, the family was like, yeah, you know, we need you to start doing like everyone's laundry. And I was like, well, <laughs> we didn't sign up for that in the contract. Cause I remember like posting in a nanny group and they were like, yeah, you shouldn't have to do that. You know, you can find a job. If you don't want to do the family's laundry, like find a different job or tell them no. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I did. I literally was like, okay, I don't want to do the family laundry. And they're like, okay, you're fired. And I was like, okay, got another job. <laughs> but yeah. You know, I think, you know, just having those resources around, um, you know, has been great. And my brother too, he's a Manny. And so watching him walk into interviews, like I need $20 an hour with no experience. It's like baffling to me, but families paid it. They were just like, okay, you know, this is, we want you, this is what we're going to pay. And so seeing him do that has like really like ignited me. Cause I'm like, wow, if the male nannies in our community, you know, he likes to call himself a Manny can kind of demand what they're worth or just move on. Like he's happy. Like, nope, I'm not taking that. Nope. I don't want to do that. I'm like, I could do the same. Yes. That is really interesting. Um, I've had this book on my list for ages um, that I heard about on this podcast called the guilty feminist and it's called Mm -hmm. um, never split the difference. And it's things about that. Yeah. And this conversation is making me think of that because um, because I, it is a skill, right? Mm-hmm. That I do think um, culturally women are not praised for having that skill at the same rate that men are. Right. Um, and so I think that we are often like praised for putting the children first and sacrificing ourselves. And like, you know, there's this culture of like bragging about like, I'm so tired. Like I'm so busy that like, I, you know, I put everyone else's oxygen masks on first is praised in a lot of caregiving, um, cultures. And it just leads to 
burnout Mm -hmm. and people switching out of being a nanny. Like, I, I feel like we've lost so many good nannies. A lot. Yes. Because of that, like, because people are like, well, you know, I've got to like, I can't ask for a raise because I, you know, I want to keep working with this family. Mm -hmm. And there is something so powerful in what you're saying of like, the fact that you do like travel with families and like kind of bounce around. Like, I know you have your main families, but like, there is this like, well, I'll just catch the next one. Like I'll catch the next family that comes around if something is wrong, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's really important. And, you know, I think one of the big, especially like in these last, honestly, like 18 months where I've taken my finances seriously, um, you know, it's helped because now I have like a big emergency fund. And so for me, if something falls through, or I'm not being treated the way I want to be treated, or, you know, maybe I don't get the raise and they've added on 10 different things. Like I'll leave like that day. Right. (laughs) It's fine. But for me, I also have like the privilege of having, you know, being, having extra money to be able to save. Like I'm always, you know, I'm really big on saving and having 12 months of bills and things like that in case things go wrong, because I never want to be in a position where I have to stay because I don't have any other option. And so I think that's like been a really big help for me, you know, and that you feel a little bit more confident in like leaving roles when you're not like wondering how you're going to get your next meal, you know, if you don't have a paycheck. And so, you know, it's been really helpful in that sense. And I've always tried to have a couple of jobs to balance that out and like really build that up initially. And eventually I'd like to taper back and work a little bit less now that I do have it. But, you know, especially in the building phase, it was like really important to have that because manning, you know, you kind of really don't have your HR. And so if things aren't working out with you, you can't like switch to the next department. You have to go get a new job. So. Right. Which can take a while to find one that's a good fit and, Mm -hmm. you know, good fit on both ends. And yeah, it's, it can take a while. So, (laughs) um, and you don't want to be stuck with a family that doesn't respect you. So I, I totally, um, agree with that. And yeah, I'm curious about, um, about that, that journey. Did you have to like, kind of take like a leap of faith at one point? Because from hearing your story, it sounds like you didn't always have like that safety net was not always there for you. (laughs) No, yeah, definitely was not. So, uh, was there a a point where you had to be like, okay, I'm going to start like saving now? Yeah. You know, it actually started, um, really right before COVID happened. Mm. Um, my mom actually, it's the one that brought it full circle when I was like, mom, I saved a thousand dollars. And she was like, Brianna, that's really pathetic. (laughs) Nothing like a mom. Yeah, she was like, she was like, you're making decent money. You don't have a lot of bills. What if this family let you go? What is $1,000 going to do when you have student loans? You have a car, like at the time I had a car note, things like that. She's like, what's that going to do? She was like, that'll cover you for two weeks. And I was like, wow, she has a good point. And so really as COVID hit, um, it gave me the chance to like start aggressively saving, like aggressively. 
Um, and so that, you know, that was kind of the point because I'm like, I would be really, you know, that family in New York, like they could have, you know, not paid me. And then maybe my Atlanta family, like what if they decided to quarantine with nobody? Right. Um, and then, you know, finding a nanny job, especially at the start of COVID was really hard because people, you know, they didn't want to find anybody new and they were, you know, trying to do it on their own. So I was like, I, you know, could have been in a really bad situation. And so for me, that was kind of the starting point where I'm like, wow, I can't, you know, I have to have that safety net and then it'll improve my life, you know, in a lot, in a lot of ways. And so, yeah, that was kind of the start. It was my mom pointing out that having a thousand dollars is not a great emergency fund. Um, when you have like bills and debt and things like that. And um, yeah, from there, I kind of kickstarted it into gear and was like saving, you know, entire paychecks really as much as I can and taking on babysitting and tutoring and homeschooling and all these things to kind of build it up because I'm like, I don't want to be in a position where I have to take the the first thing that comes my way. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes total sense. And um, I think that is also very inspiring of just like, I, I do also think that looking at it that way of like, I'm going to build this fund and I'm going to work really hard for a little while. And right. knowing that it's not the rest of your life, like this isn't your nanny career. Cause I'm kind of in a season of doing that as well right mm-hmm. now of like, like I am taking on like weekend gigs and tutoring gigs and all of this stuff. And, and I, I realize that if I did this forever, I would get burnt out. Right. But right now, especially after quarantining and like literally not seeing, you know, my like former nanny kids and like lots of that stuff. I I'm, I'm so grateful right now to be fully vaccinated and able to, um, to in a safe way take care of more kids again. Like, I know. Right. You know, it's a great feeling being able to help families and like at the same time, you know, knowing that you're helping yourself kind of build your financial security. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. Um, great. And so then, uh, I also read, uh, when I was researching for this episode, I also read that you have a nanny agency. Tell me about that. I do. Yeah. So I started it with, um, my, the family that I work for in Atlanta, I started it with my co-nanny Chelsea there, um, as well as the mom. And so, you know, for a lot of the time when, especially when I was like working for them full time, um, you know, her friends would call and say like, Hey, we need a nanny in Arizona. My husband got traded to the Cardinals. And I'd be like, okay, you know, just go on Facebook, like, Hey, who's available, you know, type up a whole ad. And like, it was free, you know, free referrals. Like, here you go. Here's your resume. It's like, I'll call the references for you. And then I was like, we were like, you know, why are you doing this for free? <laughs> People pay for that. And so honestly, that's what jumpstarted the, the idea of it. And, you know, for me, it's like, I love helping families. You know, I love finding good nannies and like placing them. And it just feels like a good feeling. And also for myself, like I'm not available for all the jobs that come my way. Um, but I love when I can be like, oh, you know, but I have this agency and I can find you somebody amazing too. And so, yeah, that's kind of what started off and we eventually started So Life Agency and, um, you know, we've been really kind of booked and busy uh, ever since, especially since my article came out. I think a lot of people were like, oh, I want a nanny now. I'm like, we're happy to help. Yes, that's amazing. And, um, And it's also because you're in kind of that sports 
nanny world, it does mm-hmm. seem like that's a really good end that not a lot of people have, right? Of like, oh yes, getting those calls of like, okay, we suddenly have to move to a whole new city. Mm-hmm. Like, help us find a nanny. Right. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, kind of a niche build there that we were able to have an in um, into. Um, and, you know, it's been really great. And just kind of finding a lot of people, because a lot of, um, you know, the people didn't grow up with nannies. So a lot of the people that were dealing with, like, they never had nannies growing up. You know, they're used to having babysitters or, like, piecing together childcare between their parents and cousins and friends and neighbors. And, you know, we're trying to show them the benefit of like having, you know, part-time or full-time, like one, you know, one consistent person. Um, and, you know, a lot of them really benefit from that with all of the travel and kind of the level of professionalism that they need. You know, I'm like, we can help you find that with a nanny, uh, with a nanny versus, you know, kind of different babysitters and things like that. Um, you know, which is just hard for consistency purposes with the kids. Yeah. Especially kids that end up moving around a lot or traveling a lot. Exactly. You know, they can bring one person with them that they know is going to be their person there to look after them. And I think, you know, it's comforting. Um, And it's, you know, I was the first nanny that my family, um, that the Atlanta family that I work for that they hired. um, She's like, this is great. You know, we can travel and we just have our nanny to bring with us. And if we move, our nanny's coming with us. And it's great. Yeah, that really is wonderful. And I was also even thinking about with your New York family, your suggestion to do like week on week off is so wonderful because it ends up um, have providing a little bit more of that stability for both of the nannies to be there consistently instead of that like weekend, you know, Oh, this one's just here for the weekend. (laughs) Right. Exactly. You know, I think it helps build the bond and so that the children know that they have, you know, two great people in their lives. And then at the same time, it helps the families because they know that they have, you know, if you need childcare seven days a week, that you have two people that are going to be there to provide it without one getting burnt out. And so it's like a suggestion I suggest for all families that are really busy and that need weekend help. It's like go rotational because then when you travel and things like that, your nanny won't be burnt out because then, you know, maybe you just take one on a really long trip. But then when she comes back, she gets an equal amount of time off. And, you know, I think it just helps keep people longer term because, you know, ultimately, you know, we want to stay as long as we can, you know, with the right fit. And a lot of the families, they they don't want to go through the process of finding new nannies, um, too. So it's always my suggestion. Yeah, that's an excellent suggestion. Um, Well, awesome. Well, if uh, someone is listening and they're like, oh, I would like to uh, use SoLife Agency, how can they get in touch with you? Sure. So they can go to solifeagency.com and that's S-O-L-I-F-E and then agency.com. They can also check us out on Instagram at solifeagency. Um, We also have a Facebook page. Wonderful. So yes, if you're listening um, and either a a family or a nanny, like from either side. We need good nannies too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You can't (laughs) place nannies with families if you don't got the nannies. So if you're listening and you're like, oh, I'm a nanny and I would like to find a new job or find a job, go check it out. Yes. Please reach out. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, is there anything else that you feel like we didn't really get to or anything that you'd like to talk about? 
I think we covered most of it. Yeah, I think we, we had a pretty good discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have, I really, really enjoyed talking with you. It's your nanny life is so different than mine because I am like the nine to I right now I'm working nine to three, like every day. That's a nice schedule. Yeah. It's, it's really wonderful. And like, um, and it, it lets me take on other things. I'm also in school, so it's a different thing, but, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, your, your life is so different than mine. And I just, I love this career and this community because I do feel like there's a place for everyone. There really is. You just have to find like what your boundaries are and like what you want and then go out and get it. Absolutely. I always say there's a family for everyone. Like if you don't want to travel, there are families that do not leave their city. You know, if you want to work nine to five, there are jobs for that. You know, if you like before school and after school and want a big midday break, there are jobs for that. So you're right. There are, there is a family for every nanny. Yes, exactly. So if, if you're listening and you are like, wow, I, you know, I wonder if you're hearing that little voice in your head, let this be a seed planted in your head and then look up So Life Agency and find yourself family. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Wonderful. Well, we end each episode with a cute, fun story and Brie has brought one. Sure. So I, you know, I consider myself a really active nanny. Um, You know, I like to have fun with the kids and try new things. And so I'd like to talk about the time that I decided to try the stilts. Oh gosh. Yes. Yes. Sure. And so one of the families I was working for, their kids at the time were seven and nine. They had gotten their children stilts. Mm-hmm. Um, and they convinced me to try the stilts. <laughs> and so I let the seven-year-old record me as I was trying the stilts. And I took maybe three steps and landed flat on my face. <laughs> you know, it was honestly, it was it was the most funny thing. And, and we all got it on camera too. Um, and their parents were like, this is why we hired you to try new things. I was like, what? And you can hear the seven-year-old with her evil laugh in the background, just finding it hilarious that I was face first on their hardwood floors trying her stilts out. But you know, all that to say, you know, that it is the benefit of hiring a nanny. You know, you can try the fun things with the kids. And she's like, my mom won't get on the stilts, but Brie will. And I'm like, yes, I will, but never again. (laughs) No, yeah, they have that person to try those things with. Yes. And that is, that's such a good point of like modeling, trying new things. And like that, that's so wonderful that you are willing to like, what a good example of, you know, falling down and like being like, okay, I like, at least I tried it. (laughs) Exactly. And so I always used to bring that up when I wanted them to try new foods or try different things. Like I tried stilts for you. So, you know, we, we could try to finish this math problem. Yes. Yes. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, you're welcome. And thanks for your time today. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, my pleasure. And thank you all for listening. We will see you next week. 
I love providing Chronicles of Nannia to you at no cost. So if you love this podcast, please consider donating by clicking the support the show link in the show notes. I also totally understand if a donation isn't the way you can show your support right now. Another excellent way to support the podcast is to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Those ratings help other nannies and caregivers around the world find Chronicles of Nannia. Also, if you love the show, tell your friends. Word of mouth is so helpful to get the word out about the podcast. And truly, thank you for listening. It really means the world to me. The Chronicles of Nannia is produced and hosted by Martha Tyler. Artwork by Noni Blastodon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudios.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nannia and on Twitter at Nannia Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnannia at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.